Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Good evening, everybody. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. My name is not Bob Lovell. He is getting the weekend off. He, in fact, has two more weekends yet to do that he'll do this month of May, and then it is the summer hiatus. That is the start of year number 30 coming up in August. My name is Greg Rakestraw, filling in for Bob. But as you know, my intro is very brief because we got to get to the Sultan of Scores, the Minister of Information, or something like that. Here's fellow UND Greyhound, Eddie Garrison. Thank you, Greg Reich. Draw pleasure to be with you and Nathaniel Finch here tonight in downtown Indianapolis. A lot of baseball going on right now down in Miami. The Cincinnati Reds have gone ahead of the Miami Marlins. It's now 7-4 to four after Jake, a.k.a. Rake Fraley, with his second home run of the game. This one, a three-run homer to give the Cincinnati Reds that 7-4 to four lead. They are now going into the bottom of the ninth inning. The Pittsburgh Pirates are in action in Baltimore, taking on the Orioles. Bottom of the eighth. Orioles leading the Pirates 3-2. They've struggled in their last 10. They have lost 9. The Angels and Cleveland Guardians are in the bottom of the 8th in Cleveland. 4-3 right now. Advantage Guardians as that one progresses to the conclusion this evening. Just tying it up in the bottom of the 8th. The Boston Red Sox against the St. Louis Cardinals. This one is in Boston at 5-5. Nolan Arenado had a two-run home run in the first inning that got the scoring started for St. Louis. For Network Indiana Sports... I'm Eddie Garrison. It is the all Greyhound review, of which Bob Lovell is not a big fan of that, despite what he would tell you. I had to drag him back to campus this year kicking and screaming because the son of one of his favorite people in Jesse Bingham was about to score his 1,000th point in two years of playing for the University of Indianapolis because Eddie Garrison has a diploma from the University of Indianapolis. I have a diploma that literally was handed to me 25 years ago as of last weekend. And I think Nathaniel, Nathaniel Finch is in the process of getting his or literally just got his at some point in time. And he talks into my ear like I can hear him. He knows that I'm a television guy now, and I don't like to wear headsets unless I got guests because it messes up the few strands of hair on my head that I have left as I'm thinking about looking at Gene Candy tapes from 30 years ago for hair keeping tips at this point. He'll have to like flash me a signal or something along like that. But he's rocking the UND television hat. I do not have my Greyhound gear on, but believe me, I have it in spirit. If I had thought more about this, knowing that I was filling in tonight, uh, we could have just done like 30 minutes on like the Greyhound sports that are still playing like the women's golf team playing for another national championship next week over in St. Louis, or the softball team, which I think has won like 52 or 53 games. They won a regional game today. They will play for a regional championship tomorrow for a chance to go on in the round of 16 in Division II softball. The baseball team is trying to win their way into the NCAA tournament. I could have gotten Paul Casaro on to talk about his summer basketball camp, and Chris Keever's talking about recruiting. But other than maybe a couple of updates on baseball and softball, that will be the extent of the University of Indianapolis conversation you hear on the program tonight. What you will hear about is the myriad of things that are going on at what is a very busy time on the sports calendar. First of all, from a guest standpoint, John Sherman is slated to join us about 15 minutes from now. 
If you're in Terre Haute, you know who John Sherman is. If you're outside of Terre Haute, maybe you don't. Uh, but he has covered Indiana State sports for the better part of a quarter century. These days, he is handling their radio coverage for their baseball team, which has turned into one of the better stories in the nation. Now, unfortunately, uh, tonight may not be a good part of that story. Last I checked, they were down 12-4, going to the bottom half of the ninth. If that's the case, it would be just their third loss in Missouri Valley Conference play. I believe their record is 33-13 and at this point. They are ranked in the top 25 in three different national polls, and they are significantly or seriously threatening to host a regional in Terre Haute. Uh, just through happenstance, the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament will be played in Terre Haute coming up in a couple of weeks as well. So it may not be their best thing to talk about the Sycamores, but they have been one of the better stories in area sports for the last, say, five or six weeks. They literally have lost once since April the 1st. Again, that number may have just changed in the last few minutes. We'll talk to Sherm coming up in the next segment of the show. We'll talk a little Sycamore baseball with you because, yes, we're getting to the pay window portion of the college baseball season. If you're a Division I baseball fan, you know that conference tournaments really are about two weeks away. You have this weekend and next weekend in terms of conference series. That's it, and that's all. We'll do that coming up in a few minutes. We may push that back depending on if it's post-game show runs a little long. Eddie led with baseball scores involving the Reds, Cards, Cubs, etc. There's nothing wrong with that. But we'll also update you on what is taking place from the minor league standpoint. We'll have updates after the conclusion of the games featuring the Indianapolis Indians, the South Bend Cubs, and the Fort Wayne Tin Caps coming up between voices like Brendan King, Howard Kelman, Mike Maz, all coming up a little bit later on in the program. The other guests that we will have will be somebody talking about something that I tend to talk a lot more about in the month of May than I do any other time of year, and that is the activities in the NTT IndyCar Series. Because I was at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway from about 7 a.m. to about 1 p.m. today. Tomorrow, that number will be from about 7 a.m. to about 7 p.m. because it is it is GMR IndyCar Grand Prix weekend at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Today, qualifications to set the starting grid for tomorrow. And Christian Lungard of Ray Hall Letterman Landing and Racing will be on the pole for tomorrow's event. 27 different car and driver combinations will take to the green flag in tomorrow's event. Not to mention there are races for the three feeder series that work their way up to IndyCar, the USF 2000, the USF Pro 2000, and the Indy Next series, which used to be known as Indy Lights. Nick Yeoman from the IndyCar Radio Network will be joining us coming up at approximately 10.15. I will work in some other guests if necessary on the show, but I also have an extensive note card of topics that I want to get to on the program tonight. I mean, this literally could fill like two whole post-it notes, but I got the feeling that somehow, some way, I'll get through this between now and midnight on great radio stations across the state of Indiana. We'll take this quick time out, and one thing we'll talk about to start off the show would be the Indianapolis Colts schedule. That got announced last night. That's kind of a big deal to Rakestra household. It sets my life for like a six-month stretch of time. We'll hit some highlights of that when we come back. It's Greg Rakestraw in for Bob Lovell. It's Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. 
If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Just getting warmed up on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Again, my name is Greg Rakestraw. In for Bob Lovell. Bob gets the weekend off. He'll be back in action next Friday. Over the course of the last couple of days, the Indianapolis Colts schedule for 2023 has been announced. First, because the Colts are playing an international game, their first in seven years. They had one game leak out a bit early. The game against the Patriots will be taking place on November the 12th. And anytime the Colts can avoid going to New England, I like that. So going to Germany is a good thing. And frankly, it's a great thing for everybody involved. And um, the reaction to the NFL playing a game in Germany last year, I think that thing sold out in like 30 minutes. So they're playing two of them this time around, uh, Colts being one of them. So that leaked out early. The rest of the schedule came out last night. Now, first of all, there is the method of transmission where you have this, you know, NFL Network, Adam Schefter, Twitter releases, and then you have the teams that have their own unique take as to how the schedule is released. The Colts elected to eat their way through the schedule. And, of course, you got to think of your defensive tackles. If you have not seen it, DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart were phenomenal in terms of getting to sample a dish that was supposed to indicate to them what each of their 18 weeks were going to be like. That was very well done. But the team that absolutely won the Internet last night was the Tennessee Titans. If you have not seen their schedule release on social media, um, trust me, it is worth your time. It takes about two and a half minutes to watch. Um, they asked fans that probably didn't know much about the National Football League on Broadway in downtown Nashville to identify teams by their logo. Hilarity ensued. You need to go watch it. Um, to, you know, don't do it if you're like driving, you know, keep your head focused 10 and 2 on the wheel. But once you get home, look it up. It's worth your time. As far as the Colts are concerned, what is the obvious story is that there are no primetime games none zero zip zilch nada they're one of four teams that do not have a thursday night or a sunday night or a monday night game now what that means for me as the post-game show host for the team is that i'll be home to see my family every sunday night they generally tend to like that What it means for me as the preseason television voice of the team is that unfortunately one of my games got nabbed by Amazon Prime. So I get to call two Colts preseason games this year. Uh, The opener at Buffalo, and it'll be like the third time in six years I've gone to Buffalo. That may sound like a bad thing. It's not. I love that town. And I love that old stadium. It's old enough to be cool. I love doing games in that place. I am fired up to let's go, Buffalo. I'm looking forward to going back there the second weekend in August. I get the home preseason game, the one the Colts have, the following Saturday here on August the 19th. The Amazon Prime game against the Eagles, which is a Thursday night game on August the 24th, I'll focus my efforts and energy in terms of the radio network. But in terms of the schedule... Nine home games, seven road games, and one neutral, the game against the New England Patriots. In terms of, we already knew the teams they are going to play, but they play all the teams from the NFC South. None of them were all that good last year. The wild card game they get, in terms of the other NFC division, is the Rams. 
And since the Rams blanked all those picks to make the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, Rams were none too good last year. You can live with that. Of course, Texans, Titans, all in kind of some stage may rebuild. The Jaguars have become the power broker in this division. That's crazy to say. Um, The Colts also play the NFC North this coming year as well. It opens at home with the Jacksonville Jaguars on September the 10th. It ends at home with the Houston Texans. And just assume the Colts are playing every Sunday at 1 or 4 o'clock. The game in Germany is on November the 12th. The game, then the bye week is the next week. Of course, Colts.com will have more information. We'll talk a little college baseball when we come back about those Indiana State Sycamores. It's been a great spring, even if tonight wasn't their night. But first things first, Eddie Garrison, two minutes chock full of sports news and information. That comes your way next on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Thank you, Greg. NBA playoffs going on right now. It's game six in the Eastern Conference semifinals tonight between the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks. Miami leading that series three games to two. They were leading three games to one before New York won last game. They're on the brink of closing it out, but they're only up one. There's seven and a half minutes remaining in the game six contest between these two teams. Jalen Brunson is putting together a fantastic performance for the Knickerbockers. He's got 32 points leading them in scoring. Bam Adebayo is the leading scorer for the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler has struggled to shoot efficiently tonight. Five of 17 from the floor, totaling 17 points. Coming up just after 10 o'clock, Los Angeles Lakers, Golden State Warriors. That is game six. That is in L.A. Game seven will go back to Golden State, of course, if the Warriors can pull out the win. Big news on that front. Andrew Wiggins will start and give it a go tonight for the Golden State Warriors. And offensively, the Lakers, they will start Dennis Schroeder in place of Jarrett Vanderbilt this evening. NHL playoffs going on. Second round on the East. Game five between the Florida Panthers and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Two to one right now. Florida Panthers are leading the Maple Leafs. And then just after 10 o'clock on on TNT, the Vegas Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers series tied at two games apiece. Major League Baseball going final earlier this afternoon. The Detroit Tigers and the Seattle Mariners. This game was from Detroit 9-2 in favor of the Mariners. They're now 19-19. Detroit falls to 17-20. Jared Kelnick had a solid day at the dish for Seattle, but Julio Rodriguez was better with four RBIs and a home run. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. It is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Greg Rakestraw in for Bob Lovell. I get to do a variety of things all year round, but especially this time of year, I like to mix it up a little bit. Last week, I had a high school baseball game, followed by a college baseball game, followed by a high school softball game, followed by two days of track and field. Now, you may say, get a life, and you'd be right, but I love what I do. And the baseball game I had last Tuesday was absolutely insane was Indiana State beating Illinois in 13 innings. Well, it's been more than just a one-day great story. It's been a wonderful story all season long for Mitch Hanna's Indiana State Sycamores. It wasn't a great game tonight, but that's just baseball. The Sycamores lost to Murray State 12-5, just the third conference loss in what I believe is the eighth league weekend of the year for the Indiana State Sycamores. They'll try to bounce back against the Murray State Racers tomorrow. The man that will have the call on 105.5, the legend in Terre Haute, is my friend, well, over the part of two different centuries now because we're old. It's John Sherman who joins us. Hello, my friend. How are you? 
Hey, old is just the way your body feels when you wake up in the morning, man. And the way it feels when I go to bed uh, every evening as well. You haven't had many like this tonight. What happened to the trees this evening? Uh, Murray stake and swing the bats. We knew that coming in, and they uh, they proved it. You know, they had eight extra base hits, had four solo home runs, and uh, you know we just didn't. You know, our our big key is pitch it well and, and defense. We we played fine defensively. Adam Pottinger threw a guy out at the plate, but uh, we just didn't have the bats tonight, and the pitching just wasn't there for us. All right, so you can kind of it's baseball. You can quickly kind of wipe away one bad night and move on to the next day. Um, yeah. When when you tell the story of this season to this point, where do you begin? Um, you begin with what we like to call the grind. Uh, these kids are a bunch of grinders. They enjoy coming to the ballpark every day. They started with the pitching staff and just been outstanding. Uh, you know, you're number one and ranked in the country in defense. And you do the little things that make you win. Um, and when you start the season two and eight, um, you know, you can hang your head and uh, and fold or you can uh, do what uh, what this team's makeup is and that's grind it out and uh, you know we got beat three games at kentucky uh and all three we could have won uh, and you started seeing a little bit of hope um and they came home and and uh lost to a pretty good uh a hot hitting team in michigan state and then things just started to really started to click we got our pitching really came about we started getting some a lot of two-out hits, uh, scoring a lot with two outs. And uh, these guys, they love to come to the ballpark. You know, if we're playing at 6.30 tonight, uh, I bet you those guys are at the ballpark at 1 o'clock and ready to go. Um, and that's the way it is. And, and when you get a bunch of guys around who, one, love to play the game of baseball, but, two, like to be around each other, Good things can really happen to you, and that's what's happened this season. Now, I will also point out they were there there because, you know, the semester is out of session at Terre Haute. So they would clearly yeah, be yeah. in class if, if that was the opportunity. <laughs> but since not, they're going to go to Bob Warren Field just a, a little bit early. All right, a couple of guys I want you to talk about from the pitching staff standpoint. Uh, let's talk about yeah. the ace, even if he got lit up a little bit tonight. Matt Jacek as a kid, you've got Sean Manai in the bigs, several other guys right now in the minors. Is he the next guy that's going to get that crack for, out of this program? We thought a year ago that was probably going to happen, but, you know, he's a right-hander who, you know, they thought may have been, uh, you know, just had one of those years, and he's come back and proved everybody wrong. Um, you know, he's got a great great slide, a good change-up, uh, challenges hitters, understands the game. Um, will he get there? Who knows? But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's drafted. Uh, he's a redshirt junior. So, um, yeah, I think I think he should. But, uh, you know, I've been wrong twice before, but that's besides the point. Um, I, I just think it's a kid who knows how to pitch, who knows how the game is to be played, and can get you out in so many different ways. And tonight wasn't one of those, but, you know, you got a kid who's in Valley play, had walked seven guys all year, and four of those walks came in one start. So he's going to be around the plate. Yes, he's going to give up hits, but he's going to try to figure out a way, and usually does, to get out. The other guy I want to talk about, you know, this story is coming. Lane Miller went from batting practice pitcher 
to 5-0 and in seven starts, and I happened to be there for the night he got put back on the roster, a victory against Purdue that kind of got this streak rolling uh, after a sweep of Valparaiso in late March. Um, in, in about two minutes, if you could, tell us the Lane Miller story. So the Lane Miller story is probably wasn't going to see a lot of time, had, hadn't seen a lot of time, mop-up time for his first you know, four years with us. Uh, they put him on the roster, but basically told him he was going to be a student coach. Uh, then he started throwing BP, and he wasn't throwing you know forty feet BP. He was throwing sixty feet six inches. And then all of a sudden, he just started getting our guys out, and our guys were asking, "Hey, can you throw for us? Can you throw?" And he was just going crazy. And Coach Hannis decided, "Hey, why not give it a shot? He's getting our guys out. Let's see what he can do." He goes to, you know, against Purdue, the game you were at, and he goes eight innings in that one. He comes back three days later and goes eight innings right. against UIC <laughs> and has been just lights out. Um, and, you know, we tell him all the time he, his pitch limit is 300, which is probably, you know, per week. Um, just a great kid. He's going to go in the Marines into their leadership program in July. Uh, he's married. Uh, he's just a great kid and has really just kind of matured throughout the years. And right this year has just been uh, just been the tip of the iceberg. I'm so happy for the kid and uh, he and his family have just uh, they've done just a great job. And look forward to that young man uh, defending our country. In 30 seconds, uh, again, this is going to be an NCAA tournament team. Did did tonight potentially take the trees out of out of hosting a regional, or is that still up for grabs for this team? I think it's still up for grabs personally. Uh, I don't know what that committee's thinking up there. Uh, even though one of our, even though my boss is on that committee, uh, I don't think I don't think one game makes a season. I think we've got business to be had. Uh, this is an NCAA tournament team, no doubt, no matter what happens. Um, but I really believe that uh, you know, hopefully we can host it. If not, let's just get to the tournament. We'll prove everybody. We'll prove it to everybody that we're a really good baseball team. Sure, sure enjoy the ride. You've had, got, had quite the story to tell. Uh, hopefully, you and I will, will catch up off the air again real soon. Thanks for jumping on after a bit of a rough night for the trees this evening. My pleasure, my friend. Anytime, and and best of luck in the month of May in Indianapolis. You got it, John Sherman. Indiana State falls tonight to Murray State in baseball, twelve five. But they're thirty three and fourteen and nineteen and three in the Valley. Mike Ma is the voice of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps after the top of the hour on Indiana Sports Talk.